3: everybody and welcome along as we continue our Super Saturday here. Uh, it's great to have your company we are around right about five minutes away from going live in sound and vision and uh, it's John Hindorf with Jeremy Shaw and Sheer Adam. Let's head to Sheer straight away down in the pit lane and uh, Oh, I could I could hear share. That's good. Uh, sorry, what I should have said before we got to share <laughs> is uh, we uh, we have got qualifying coming up. Hello, share. How are you?
2: Hello, John, doing very well. Thanks, had a little bit of lunch. Now I'm ready for the GT cars to qualifying first, as they will be out on track together. So GTD and GTD Pro going out for the first 15 minute session. Then a bit of a gap where we get to talk to our poll winners. Then we send out the LMP3 runners, where it has to be a silver below the age of 30, or a bronze rated driver doing the qualifying duties there. So that's a little bit easier to try and figure out which driver is qualifying the car, because it's completely open for GTD and GTD Pro. And it's also completely open for GTP. Although, in the second practice session, we got a very good indication of who those qualifying drivers will be. So, that will be the final bit of qualifying, a 20 minute session for them to determine who will start overall tomorrow, the Chevrolet Grand Prix.
3: Uh, Yeah, and uh, let's not forget they can change tyres as well. Can they change tyres? Yes, they can change tyres. Yes. Jeremy, good afternoon. How are you?
0: Uh, good, I think.
3: And, uh, I think. <laughs> oh, I tell
0: you what, there's no peace, is there? Tell me about um, it. Jumping through different settings here and uh, getting ready, getting my different hat on. What have we got now? WeatherTech Qualifying, right? Yes, good. Should be fun.
3: <laughs> uh, now we've not more. we've not had. I was t- I was doing. Um, uh, the LMHs at Monza earlier on and got myself in a right tease because I thought they hadn't been there before and of course they they had, some of them had last year, but we've not had the GTPs here at uh, Canadian Tire Motorsport Park before. What sort of times do you think we should be doing um, Stig's boy, uh, the young uh the lap records for racing is a 105.9, so a 106, let's call it. Are we going to get somewhere near that in qualifying, do you think?
0: Oh, most definitely we're going to be faster than that. Even this morning in practice, uh, Ricky Taylor turned a 105.870, so he, he clipped a tenth of that race lap record, Mark. The question is, how close do we get... Uh, to the qualifying record that was set last season by Tom Blomqvist as an average speed of 137.472. Wow. Uh, it's not quite the, the, the outright record here for sports cars was a 104. or excuse me. That is a new outright record for sports cars, um, I think. That's weird. My math is wrong here. Uh, but, uh, yeah, tremendous slap. It was last year by Tom Blomqvist uh, in that number 60 car and uh, how close can he get to that 103.3? Well, we're gonna find out in about about an hour, I guess, because first of all, we'll have the GTD cars out on track, and then we'll have the LMP3s, uh, and then the big boys come out to play.
3: Yeah, um, we if we go back, uh, a 105.8, for Mark Alverna, I think is the all the way back to 2008 for that though. That, for the that Arte, was a
0: race lap record, correct?
3: Yes. With a with a TDI Audi that had thousand horsepower. Let's let's not forget and super wide tyres. We we are we are working with a lot about 1,000 horsepower. Um, uh, we have come a long way since then, and we uh, we are doing a lot more with a lot less, Jeremy.
0: Well, we are indeed and uh, it, it's incredible I think you know what what uh, what they managed to do in the relatively short time we've had these GTP cars. We've seen some uh, astonishing pace. We've seen that the cars are not to, not quite as quick around the corners here and some very fast corners here of course at Canadian Time Most Park, but they are very fast on the straight and they're certainly going to be a good bit quicker than they were than the G T uh, than the L M D H cars, excuse me, the what do they call DPI cars were one year ago uh, and up until one year ago. So much faster on the straights, a little bit slower on the corners, but uh, still some pretty impressive lap times we've seen in the opening race, five
3: races of the season. So that's Jeremy Shaw and Share Adam. Share, uh, down in the pit lane, we have a track temperature that is now a little bit more sensible, 28 Celsius, 23 in the air. It's getting a bit stickier, though. Humidity now up to 53 percent. That's gone up since earlier today
2: oh yeah yeah it's definitely noticeably warmer uh on the pavement in the sunshine a lot more people diving in to try and find any last bit of shade even including our pit lane officials um it is noticeably warmer but i don't think that will have too much of a negative effect now that everybody can take the gloves off and show what they really brought up north of the border
3: uh, and share where's the stories here? Obviously, we've got GTD and GTD Pro to go out. Uh, first of all, what are we likely to see and who's had problems? Who's been looking good so far?
2: Well, I guess the biggest story so far would be AO racing with Rexy. Uh, She needed a heart transplant this morning, i.e. an engine change. The crew did manage to get that done. They sent Rexy out in the hands of PJ Hyatt, who is the qualifying driver, by the way, for that car, for a few laps before the session came to a close. So they did do, in effect... An installation lap getting the car to a good situation, and they are ready to go for this qualifying. Who to keep an eye on? Hmm, Corvette Racing has been very quick so far this weekend. Jordan Taylor doing qualifying duties in what will be his 100th start for the uh, IMSA WeatherTech Sports Car Championship since the merge. And, uh, yeah, Jack Coxworth. What more can you say about that guy? He put the car on pole here. He still holds the GTD lap record, and he went out in that mock quality time. One lap, John. Mic drop and park it. So Jack Hawksworth knows he's got a fast speed beneath him.
3: 19 cars though, um, in two classes. It's not the biggest of circuits here at uh, just on two and a half miles. Finding a gap going to be a problem?
2: I think so. Uh, This sign, which is my favorite part of coming here, as you are exiting the pit lane, you go underneath the Michelin Bridge, and then there is this very subtle sign toward the exit. No fuel for four kilometers or 2.5 miles, which is very valid because there is no place to stop around the track and uh, get a little bit of a splash. So getting fuel is a problem in and of itself 19 cars 2.5 miles yeah it's a lot better than we've had the last few races share
3: adam is in the pit lane jeremy shaw is with me john Hindorf, in our imsa global broadcast center we're spread to the four winds this weekend thank you very much for joining us on what will be one of the best qualifying sessions all year we love this track it's got such history it's barely changed since 1961 time to go live in a moment or two's time in sound and vision if you're listening to us on radio now via imsa radio.com or rs2 uh, head over to imsa radio.com and look at the hamburger on the top left and hit imsa video as we bring our community together for qualifying for imsa weathertech sports car championship The WeatherTech Sports Car Championship on IMSA Radio. Hello, everybody, and welcome to Canadian Tire Motorsport Park as we are ready to go qualifying three sessions for the IMSA WeatherTech Sports Car Championship and the Chevrolet Grand Prix. Uh, with uh, GT LMP3 and then GTP qualifying. I'm John Hindhoff with the rest of the crew, including Jeremy Shaw with me in the virtual booth, in the global booth, and Shea Adam is on site in the pit lane. Fantastic uh, day here at uh, Canadian Tire Motorsport Park. And thank you to all of you who have turned out this weekend. Always lovely to see such a great uh, a great crowd here. We know how much you love your sports car uh, racing here, and we are waiting for the first tranche of cars to go out. Uh, let's get down to the pit lane. Uh, she Adam has some qualifying drivers for GTD and GTD Pro. Shere?
2: All of the qualifying drivers. So, our poll sitter will be one of the names mentioned hereafter. In GTD Pro for Corvette racing, it is Jordan Taylor, as previously mentioned. Klaus Bachler was the guy who got the honor of doing the mock quality early on. That's because he's doing actual qualifying for the Faf Motorsports Porsche. For the number 14 Lexus, it will be Jack Hawksworth, although he is not in the car and you can hear just gently puttering away in the background. FOUR MECHANICS ARE CURRENTLY WORKING AROUND IT RIGHT NOW. SO IT LOOKS LIKE THEY MIGHT BE HAVING SOME KIND OF AN ISSUE. I'LL STAY ON TOP OF THAT. IT'S ALEX RIVERAS, AS HE TOLD US EARLIER ON, FOR THE HEART OF RACING, NUMBER 23, ASTON MARTIN. AND Jules CUNYON, NEWBIE TO THIS PLACE, GETS THE HONOR OF GOING QUALIFYING. OH, MAN, THAT WOULD BE A LOT OF FUN IN THE WEATHER TECH RACING. MERCEDES. In G-T-D, let's go back to front. It is Chandler Hull in the new chassis for Turner Motorsports, the number 97, the car which has been running in GTD Pro in the internet races, back to GTD for the sprint. His sister car is Patrick Gallagher doing qualifying duties for the number 96. Kelly Moss with Riley, those Porsches, well, it's Alan Metney behind the wheel of the number 91 and David Brulé in the 92. It is P.J. Hyatt taking out Rexy for A.O. Racing in their Porsche, and the other Porsche in the field is Alan Brynjolfsson for Volt with Wright Motorsport. We've got Misha Goichberg, Canadian, prepared to take up the mantle and try and get a pole position here in front of his home crowd. That would be for Forte Racing by USRT. Brendan Areeb is given qualifying duties for the 70 Inception McLaren and Sheena Monk is the other bronze rated driver who will be doing qualifying. She's in charge of the Gradient Racing Acura number 66. It's Russell Ward and Mick Grenier. Mick, Canadian, looking to Try and get it done You're on home soil. Mick will be driving the 32 team Cothroft Mercedes, while Russell Ward will be piloting Windward, finishing second here last year. For the other Aston Martin in the field, that is Roman D'Angelo's race winner last year and Ontario native. And then the pole sitter last year, well, that was Frankie Montecalvo. He'll be behind the wheel the number 12. Finally, last but not least, honorary Canadian, well, actually technically Canadian, now that he's got a Canadian passport, Madison Snow, driving the Paul Miller Racing BMW.
3: I see, really. Okay, that I didn't yep. know. Share, thank you very much indeed. Share Adam down in the pit lane. Jeremy Shaw is in the global broadcast centre with me, John Heindorf. Who comes into this with the big more, Jeremy? If we were sticking, if we were sticking ball commentators, we would be looking towards the end of the season and either the playoffs or the end of the league play to crown a champion. We're in pretty much to the second half of the season here. And they always talk about the big more momentum. Who has momentum coming into this race this weekend?
0: Well, everybody has momentum really john i mean we've had five races we've had uh, we've had uh, five different winners four different manufacturers i mean the momentum i guess would be with with bmw because they won the most recent race at watkins Glen a couple of weeks ago however it was porsche it was porsche that finished first on the road at that race uh, and it was only a a minor technicality that win was taken away from them so uh, I, you know and, and then this morning it was the Acuras that were out front by a pretty sizable margin, in actual fact. So uh, I think that the Acuras are got to feel good, I think, coming to this qualifying session. But it's wide open, and we've seen it's been so close amongst all four manufacturers in all of the races this season. I see no reason why this afternoon's qualifying should be any different.
3: Setting us up for a standard two-hour, 40-minute race tomorrow. The green flag is in the air as we qualify for the Chevrolet Grand Prix. Uh, and we are underway just waiting for the cars to go out and a long line of cars leaving the pits at the moment just waiting for the cars to leave the pit lane. She Adam is watching to see who is still sitting in the pit lane
2: very patient, actually. I'm quite surprised from Frankie Montecalvo and Jack Hawksworth as the 12 is at least on the ground with the engine fired up. 14 is still in the air, but Jack Hawksworth has climbed aboard that car that currently leads the GTD Pro Championship. Coming to me now is Russell Ward, looking very ready and menacing to go out on track in the blue TechMet worried uh, windward Mercedes. And also very, very patient as there goes Frankie. Good luck, Frankie. Very patient, Klaus Bachler, waiting for all of Canada to try and represent well with the Plaid Porsche. So
3: just waiting for someone to flick the switch at Canadian Tire Motorsport Park so we can actually talk uh, to the fans there. But if you're listening on IMSA Radio, good to have your company. And hello to all of you who are trackside. So 13 minutes to go, and Jeremy Shaw, straight, uh, well, first of all, straight back in, uh, but that might just be a bit of a spanner check. So, Jeremy, perfect conditions here, isn't it?
0: I would say so, yeah. I mean, it, it's certainly warmer than it was uh, earlier on. I'm not sure what the ambient, what did you say the ambient was? Uh, say ambient, the
3: ambient is 23 was? Celsius, which is uh, around pretty about top 60s.
0: Yeah, pretty comfortable. So yeah, uh, you know, I, Ideal conditions for going fast. And we certainly saw some very fast lap times from uh, GTD earlier on uh, today. The fastest time uh, in, uh, well, in pro was set right at the end on a clear track by Jack Hawksworth at a 1.14.9. The, uh, the lap record in GTD Pro was set last year by Matthew Jaminet at a 1.15.4, so well inside of that. In GTD non-Pro, Loris Spinelli turned a 115.2 this morning, and uh, and Matt-Jack Hawksworth uh, ironically has the, the uh, lap record, the official lap record in GTD. That was set back in 2018 at a 1.15.5 last year. Frankie Montecalvo put his GTD car on the pole position for Lexus versus Sullivan Lexus at six.
3: Alex Riberas goes to the top with a 121-441. And Roman De Angelis makes it a Heart of Racing double at this early point in the running with a 124-0 to be top of GTD. And for, for once, Jeremy, and relatively unusually, uh, we have two GTD pros out ahead <laughs> of the GTD arm cars.
0: Yeah, that's right, yeah. Laura Spinelli had the, uh, he, w- he was the overall pace setter last time out uh, at, uh, at Watkins Glen. And he was quickest for most of the session. It was only right at the very end. that Jack was managed to dip below his time. Uh, but you're, you're right at the moment it's a one-two for the pro guys so a feather in their cap with Alex Ribas just ahead of Jordan Taylor actually quite a long way ahead of Jordan Taylor on, on his first flying lap uh, but now Frankie Montecalvo puts that uh, lays that to rest with another GTD non-pro guy goes to the top at 119.4 he's uh, and everybody's now completed two laps so there's a feather in the cap for Frankie Montecalvo.
3: So two different classes here in GTD Pro and GTD. GTD Pro with the red backgrounds to their numbers and GTD Arm with the green number backgrounds. The machinery is identical and runs to the same performance levels. It is the makeup of the driving team that determines which of those two categories that the various teams go into so potentially there's no reason why we shouldn't have gtd cars ahead of gtd pros in the race or in this session except for the fact that the non-pro drivers have to qualify here uh, for GTT. so just waiting for jules gounon and the weathertech racing mercedes to leave in fact he's just gone out of the pit lane exit now big day for WeatherTech as they are debuting in the FIA World Endurance Championship today well this weekend at Monza with the GT uh, P car with the uh, Hypercar with Proton and uh, Harry Tinknell qualifying that car earlier on today, they've said they just want to get some laps with Christian Reed's organization and they did well and they weren't last and they've just got that car so they did a good job we've seen how well and we will see in the next and not the next session but the session afterwards the private version of that car here as well now a bit of movement coming onto the mario andretti straight The number 23 alex riberas part of racing team one and two now in gt just having to carve his way past the number 79 of Jules Gounault who has just left the pit lane and he's in behind the number three Corvette of Jordan Taylor as well in fact the two Hartner racing cars coming to turn eight now and into the S's and running together as Jack Hawksworth goes to the top Jeremy Shaw in a rich vein of form for Vassar Sullivan and for Lexus
0: well, he really is. I mean, he's, uh, he's, he's absolutely uh, riding the, uh, the crest of a wave of confidence right now. Uh, they've uh, been on the podium in every single race this season for Vassar Sullivan in that number 14 car in GTD Pro. Uh, and uh, coming off the win a couple of weeks ago at Watkins Glen in the Salem Six Hours. I mean, everything is going the way of that team. Uh, and Jack Hawks is, is just driving brilliantly, absolutely superb. He, he nailed it this morning in that qualifying sim. Uh, and now he's turned at 115.029, which is uh, well within a tenth of a second of his fastest sign this morning, which was uh, three tenths ahead of, of anybody else in, in a GTD car.
3: Full coverage of the WEC tomorrow. If you missed qualifying because you were too busy doing something else today, we had it live earlier on today, and then you can go to. RadioLemont.com and relive that I won't spoil it for you so uh, go on to that our archive is already up it's all free and except that there was a lot going on today really you should have been watching that, it was very good indeed so that's available for you now on our sister service at radiolamont.com. a lot of interest from IMSA uh, over there with A.O. and WeatherTech uh, running as well as a number of drivers that you will recognise if you follow IMSA Radio normally, Alex Riberos Roman De Angelis back in the pits for Heart of Racing team with half of the session still going, now Jeremy there's nothing they can do with those cars, they can't even bleed tyre pressures here, so are they finished, do they think they've done enough or are they just taking a breather?
0: Well we'll, well, we'll find out, uh, of course, with the six minutes still remaining in the session. But uh, I, w- I would think they, they probably think they've, uh, they've done what they can do. Uh, I mean, they've, they've each competed six laps, including uh, the, uh, the in-lap there. Um, and they, they've probably got the, the best out of those Michelin tires, I would think. So, yeah, I think so
3: jack hawkesworth provisionally on pull position for the gt category should mention that we don't split these cars so at the moment it's gtd pro gtd pro gtd gtd pro gtd gtd gtd, GTD pro that's how they would line up jeremy we're not we're not doing a class split here for the for the purposes of qualifying this is one category
0: it is indeed, and uh, I love that aspect too. We now got three GGD Pro cars at the front. With Jules Gounon just moved up into second position in the WeatherTech Mercedes column kind of 79. He's turned a 115.250. First time here at this racetrack for the uh, for the Frenchman, and he, he did a really good lap. But this morning as well, did a 15.3 this morning. In the qualifying sim, he's got found another tenth of a second, but he's still a couple of tenths behind Jack Hawksworth. But uh, that was a really good lap, also by Roman De Angelis, who is fastest of the non pro cars at the moment. as you say, already onto pit lane in, in the heart of racing team Aston Martin, car 27. The uh, relatively local driver lives in Windsor, Ontario, Ontario these days, but uh, it's still good enough by. What 0.0, not very many over Frankie Monte Calvo in the Vassal Sullivan Lexus car number 12 and in between them on the charts is Jordan Taylor's Corvette number
3: 3. A couple of people wondering why Gunon might have gone out, come in and went by out again. He might have been looking for a bit of space, get a bit of heat into the tyres and then go again. It's worked for him as he's up to second place. And now has a bit of track to himself going over the top at turn two through the left-hander at Clayton corner up to Quebec corner used the hill to slow you down really late Apex didn't get anywhere near it there could not. so he may have lifted off the 23 and the 27 heart of racing Astons back in the pit lane not looking like Well, there's, there's nobody can touch them so you wouldn't expect a lot of people around them but they're not looking like they may uh, be done for the afternoon with just three minutes to go, Lexus who have been brilliant in qualifying recently, into the pits for Frankie Monte Calvo in the GTD version, Jack Hawksmith has already pitted, well in fact they've come in together, so first and where are we First and second, G T D Pro G T D for those
0: two. Yeah, and after uh, after Watkins Glen, when they won both categories uh, for the first time this season, <laughs> that'd be almost a disappointment. But look, Frankie Montecalvo, I think he was three hundredths of a second behind Roman De Angelis. Roman found uh, he found a couple of tenths compared to his best time this morning, so he'll be thrilled with that, uh, and it's currently good enough by, as I say, just 300 of a second Aston Martin over Lexus, Madison Snow, he's into the pits also, I believe, yes, in kind of a one-third fastest for Paul Miller Racing in the BMW.
3: Still out there, Lexi turning a few laps. This is the number 80, bright green or racing Porsche with the T-Rex color scheme. Full engine change for that. So a brand new 4.2 litre flat six uh, installed, transplanted into Lexi earlier on. And hello to everybody on the Discord groups who've been following the various endurance races that we've had on RSL today already. Still got another three hours to go in Estoril. We've had NLS. We've had Monza qualifying and still to come today, the remainder of WeatherTech sports car championship qualifying as well as the Michelin Pilot Challenge as well for the Chevrolet Grand Prix, the 120, which comes up later on today in sound and vision for those of you outside of the US. No blocks, no no brakes, no subscriptions, no interruptions, pure racing from IMSA Radio and IMSA TV as it has always been across the line for the blue and yellow BMW of Turner Motorsport and does not improve Michael Grenier improved last time around in the court of uh, Mercedes 115.6 for Ninth position overall, and 4th in class. Few, pe- I, I'm not surprised that there's a few people still doing laps here, particularly Jeremy, the 8-0 racing car, as they did that engine swap earlier on today. They'll be just wanting to check everything out.
0: Yeah, and hats off to PJ Hyatt there. Uh, just as you say, a few exploratory laps at the end of the morning session having made that engine change, but he is now fastest of all the uh, of the bronze drivers, which are uh, four in this race. So uh, that's a feather in the cap for P.J. Howard there, tenth quickest overall in GTD, his best lap time of 116.9. Uh, fair way behind the, the, the pro uh, FAF car, of course, of Klaus Backer with a 29 with a 15.5. Uh, but uh, yeah, a little bit more than a second. So pretty good effort by PJ Hecht. I think that AO team would be pleased, very pleased, I would oh. suggest, with that time.
3: I think they'd be delighted with that, given yeah. the amount of work that they've had to put in, Jeremy. I think you're absolutely yeah. right. Uh, never an easy thing to do when you have to change major components. Um, and there is no more major component <laughs> than, a, than an engine, let's be honest. it flag is out.
0: And what, last time, uh, excuse me, Alan Brynjolsson in the uh, the Wright Motorsports number 77 Volt, uh, Volt uh, Porsche, he just uh, he just turned a lap just two thousandths away from his best time, uh, and he's he's four hundredths behind P.J. Hyatt, so he'd be a little bit disappointed with that, I think, but uh, uh, and, and less than a tenth of a second behind him also is is Alan Metney, in the number 91. Kelly Moss with Riley Porsche and that team by the way uh, went out of its way earlier this week to thank several other Porsche teams that have come to its aid after yes. a testing crash for that for Metley, uh, here well, right after right after the race at, uh, at Watkins Glen they came up here and big crash but uh, a lot of teams in the paddock come to the Kelly boss uh, team's aid and help to get that car prepared for this weekend's race.
3: I love the camaraderie and when we're not on track. We're working remotely this weekend, as are our colleagues at NBC, um, as they do for most races, actually. I, I do miss the camaraderie of the paddock, uh, and it goes to show that, yes, they are absolutely fierce competitors on track, but they want to win, uh, generally speaking, they want to win, um, and they want to win in the right way, And Uh, not having one of your competitors out there is not the way people want to win. And if they can help, they do. And I I love that about this. Uh, I do like like that about sports car racing in the IMSA paddock particularly, Jeremy.
0: Yeah, it's tremendous, isn't it? Uh, As you say, rivals on the track, but uh, there is a a, a great spirit amongst all the teams in this paddock. And if somebody needs a helping hand in some way, shape or form, they're, they're always willing to, to give that as so long as it doesn't <laughs> cost them uh, competitively <laughs> on the racetrack
2: well
3: that's right we want to win but we want to win in the right way well yeah. we have a pole sitter in gtd pro that jack hawksworth lap for vas sullivan in the lexus another pole position for lexus some thought that that lexus might find its way into the FIAWEC next year, because the new car might not quite be ready yet, and my goodness me, it's shown to be very competitive. One of the older cars, if not the oldest car now in GTD Pro, and therefore GT3. And in GTD, it will be Aston Martin. So two front-engine cars uh, on the respective poles. It's three GTD Pros, Lexus, Mercedes, Aston, and then in fact it's an all second uh, an all heart of racing second row because they have the third place in GTD Pro and the pole in GTD we'll just wait for those cars to roll down to share adam and have a chat with them just having a look to see if there's anybody massively out of uh, out of kilter then i actually don't think that russell ward would like to have been further up i think than seventh position in GTD in the Winward Mercedes, uh, but he'll take that from there. Let's go down to Roman De Angeles, Paul Sitter <laughs> for the race tomorrow. Share, Adam.
2: Well, and Roman, you said finally, but this is your second pole position, the first one coming in at a very emotional weekend for you back in Lime Rock. You went on to win that race. You've already won this race last year. What's it like to get a pole position in Canada? The only one we can.
4: Yeah, it feels good. I mean, I've struggled uh, the last few years in qualifying. It's kind of been my weak point. Um, I've always been pretty okay in the race and everything, but um, overdrive quite a bit in qualifying. So, I'm working to to dial that in. I think I uh, think we found something. So, really happy. Um, the heart of racing provider, Austin awesome Car, Aston Martin Racing. Tomorrow's going to be a, a great day. So, we'll see uh, see if we can put on a show.
2: And you got Alex alongside you, so you guys can work together off the start. It's even better.
4: Yeah, it's perfect. Nobody had rather next to me, so uh, we'll we'll have a lot of fun tomorrow.
2: Good luck in the race and congrats on Paul.
4: Thank you. Thanks.
3: You've got to hope, Jeremy, that they will be speaking to each other with Alex Riberas and Roman de Angelis on row 2 with two cars that will be fighting ahead of them because they are Lexus and Mercedes. What they don't need to do is get in each other's way to uh, at the start of the race in, in GTD tomorrow.
0: Yeah, that's right. Uh, but yeah, we, we've seen... We've just seen some tremendous racing this season in GTD and GTD Pro, and uh, it's, tomorrow's race is going to be super tight. We've had some balance performance tweaks coming into this uh, weekend, and all the cars look to be pretty closely matched, I, I would suggest here. Uh, we've got, um, you know, not much to choose between. We've got 14 cars uh, within um, a second, well, just over a second, I guess. But it's really tight in all of those classes, and the race tomorrow is going to be tremendous.
3: She Adam is with our first repeat pool sitter in GT this year. That's Jack Hawksworth for Lexus.
2: And he is doing the proper thing, celebrating with the entire team, giving credit to his over-the-wall crew, handing the flag off so that other people get to celebrate as well. And Jack Hawksworth very much hoping that this pool goes the same way as the last one because that was Long Beach and that started their championship hunt. So holding up number one they've rightly earned that so far this year leading the championship quite commandingly more than a hundred point lead for the 14 faster Sullivan crew let's get in here with Jack Jack it's your eighth poll your second here do you want every qualifying session to be at CTMP yeah
1: we love it here it's always been an amazing track for us so we always know when we come here it's kind of the one we got circled on the calendar where we know if there's a track we can be good at it's gonna be here and um, you know to get the pole is a great way to start the weekend and uh, it's super pumped now for the rest of the, the weekend. We know the next race is going to be tough, so we got to make it count here and um, guys, uh, guys are just firing on all cylinders at the minute and uh, the vast southern boys been mega and cars, obviously, like RC have hooked up as it always is around here, so uh, mega happy with it.
2: Well, up until this session, you held the lap record in GTD as far as qualifying was concerned. You blew that record out of the water by half a second today. What is it that has changed about this team, this organization, this car that makes it so much faster?
1: Well, I think the conditions today are good, but again, for us as a team, we're just yelling, right? Like, everyone's firing all cylinders, you know? Like, you know, me and Ben are, are hitting us marks. The boys are unbelievable on pit lane, and the engineering's been fantastic. So, so really, just such a group effort, and every weekend we're going out, and, and we're making it happen. So, we, uh, yeah, we stay focused now. We have done today, but tomorrow's, tomorrow's when it counts. So, we've got a big, big day ahead, and we, uh, we, we plan on making it happen.
2: Congrats on another well-deserved poll.
1: Thank you. Cheers.
3: The oldest car, Jeremy, in GTD.
2: How much more
3: performance can they keep ringing out of this Lexus? It's extraordinary. It
0: is impressive, isn't it? But look, that's what development is all about. And yeah, there's not a lot you can change because everything is homologated on these cars. But just understanding it, you know, comes with experience. The more you run it, the the better you get to know the car. What uh, you know, what little little tiny tweaks can can find a bit more pace and Jack Hawksworth yeah, as I say, we, you know, he's driving brilliantly right now. His ninth pole position I- in this championship. In addition, by the way, to four fastest times set in that a couple of years ago when we had those 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 weird um, pro and non-pro uh, sessions yes, yeah. for GTD. But his ninth uh, proper pole, uh, and uh, yeah, you know, just uh, m- m- quite a few of which, by the way, came in uh, the uh, uh, PC ranks uh, several years ago. But uh, yeah, look, he- he's. Uh, He's a great guy. He's, he's a real team player. It's just a, just a super organization there at the moment uh, this season. Uh, Vassar Sullivan, everything's gelling together really, really well. The, the guys all hang out together, get along with, with each other very, very well. Aaron Tielitz and Frank Montecalvo, uh in the, the non-pro car. Uh, they're all benefiting from each other's experience i think in these cars and frankie monicaver he'll start from the second position again that's the fourth time this season that number 12 car will start have started second in gtd
3: tell you what jeremy if the rumors are to be believed and that uh, that's lexus rcf gt3 is heading to the wec uh, the world endurance championship and potentially to le mans next year I, I think it will still be competitive we've seen it up against the absolute newest of gt3 cars here in imsa competition and it's more than holding its own
0: yeah it, it's brilliant isn't it and i i just love the variety that we have right now with all these different manufacturers and and, and all proving to be pretty closely matched uh, as i said earlier on some, t- some tweaks to the balance performance this weekend to help out uh, a few of the other teams uh, notably not to the to the Lexus or the Aston Martin, uh, which are still you know toward the frontier, but the Mercedes qualified second position. Uh, the Corvettes right up there. Uh, the best of the Porsches, Klaus Backler. You know, he's uh, he's a half a second off the ultimate time, but again he's he's still learning this track. His first time here right. in race conditions after that that test they had last month.
3: We've just gone green for LMP3 qualifying. We'll run through the qualifying drivers in a moment. Let's just recap what we've seen. It's Lexus and Vasa Sullivan, the 14 car on pole for the Chevrolet Grand Prix tomorrow in GTD. Uh, In second, it will be another pro car, the WeatherTech Racing Mercedes, Jules Gounon, on qualifying duties and therefore we'll start the race with the 79 tomorrow on the second row it's the heart of racing two aston martins and it's the 23 pro car from the 27 gtd car on row three jordan taylor for corvette in the number three pro car frank monte for Vassi sullivan in the 12 the green number background on the lexus rcf gt3 for the gt3 non gtd non-pro Rounding up the top ten, Klaus Backler in seventh for Pfaff and the Porsche. Best of the Porsches, just half a second away, as Jeremy said. So that's better for the Porsche than we've seen in recent races. Madison Snow is the third best GTD car, but that only puts him eighth for Paul Miller Racing in the first of the BMWs, however. So might not be happy with that, but they're the best of the BMWs. Mikhail Grenier in ninth for the 32 Court of EMG and rounding off the top ten, Turner Motorsport in the 96. Patrick Gallagher. That's how the front five rows will line up tomorrow. Adam, this is easy in terms of the starting or the qualifying drivers
2: for LMP3. Uh, this one is much more simple to try and figure out, uh, but I was assisted by seeing people's helmets as they were driving out the pit lane. We've got Antoine Camus in the number four. That is for Ave Motorsports. Ori Fidani and Anthony Mantella representing Canada and the home track very well, real home track for Ori. And the Duquesnes for AWA Racing. We've got Ari Baylog. Welcome back, Ari, for Junior 3 Racing. That's the number 30. Number 33 is Lance Wilsey. He's already had a bit of on track time today for Sean Creech motorsport in the form of a race and finally last but certainly not least championship leader for riley that would be one mr gar robinson
3: this is going to be an absolute cracker of a session just six cars but expect this to be dip and took all the way through the michelin tires stay true and with performance all the way through as the vp racing fuel birds off Jeremy and time and time again we've seen pole position being snatched I was going to say at the 15 minute mark but actually normally it's about 15 minutes or 16 minutes because people get across the line and do one more lap and it's almost last last man across the line takes pole.
0: Yeah brilliant isn't it it's been uh, absolutely tremendous and uh, I I love this aspect of the LMP3 class like the PCs that preceded them uh, the longer you go, that you burn off the fuel, uh, the tyres are so uh, durable and consistent uh, in this category that uh, you, you can stay out there the, the entire 15 minutes and just get faster and faster and faster, and uh, that makes the sessions so exciting. Just looking down to see who's the uh, the best pace of the uh, non-pro drivers, if you like, uh, in, in from the practice sessions so far. Uh, that would be uh, Gar Robinson who's turned at 112.8. Uh, he had about a half a second over Ori Fidani in uh, this uh, this morning's session, yeah, the second practice session. Uh, and uh, it's, of course, Gar Robinson who's on the pole here with the qualifying lap record last year at 113.1.
3: Jeremy Shaw with Shea, Adam and me, John Hindorf Shea in the pit lane, making sure that she is our eyes and ears and making sure you get everything live in uh, sound and vision for you with no subscription, no blocks, no breaks, no interruptions for this session. And if you're outside Canada in the US tomorrow for the main race, you'll have us on the world feed. And don't forget XM Sirius as well. Uh, 202 is our channel again for tomorrow. If you're uh, further afield, and as ever, you'll have full flag-to-flag coverage. Uh, in North America, it's, uh, as ever, NBC Sports who are looking after you. Check local listings for details, I think, is the correct phraseology for that. Right, let's have a look at some of these times. A 1.13.261 by Gar Robinson, and a 1.13.654, for Ore Fadani with Anthony Mantella with a 1.13.8, Jeremy. How much more is there to come, then? Are we expecting to see these times come down massively?
0: Well, they we just have no. Guy Robinson just had a 12.9. <laughs> uh, <in, laughs> he's in answered my car. question for <laughs> me, hasn't he? Yes, <laughs> has, not he? Uh, and yeah, so, uh, you know, he, he's, uh, he's on the case now, his, his guy. He, he loves this race track. That's just just, uh, just about everybody else. And, you know, his fastest lap this morning... Uh, was a, uh, a a 12, no it wasn't, it was a 12.8, so he's not quite down, he's only, he's within um, a tenth of a second, just outside a tenth of a second of his best laps this morning, but he's only completed four laps, so I'm sure there is more to come from that number 74 car.
3: And only six cars saw so not the traffic issues that we might have had with GTD and GTD Pro, although I have to say I didn't see anybody massively getting Held up there. So they all played well and here. There's really no Excuses uh, for people to be getting caught up. Although we do have What we call in the trade clumping Which is the I think it was Paul Truswell who who coined that phrase at Le Mans a few years ago Where no matter how many or how few cars there are or no matter how short or how long a track they do seem at some stage to be attracted to each other. Gar Robinson with a 12 9. Now we're talking, Jeremy. That is throwing overhand.
0: Yeah, just only fractionally quicker than these previous lap, wasn't it? But uh, 12 got, 9, he's got seven tenths in hand now over Ori Fidani, who's once again second uh, in the category right now. That'd be a good run for Ori if he can maintain that. He's uh, not, he's got three tenths in hand over his over his teammate Anthony Mantella so he'll be pleased with that run so far no question about it another Canadian though is uh, Antoine Comeau in the uh, fifth position at the most based in Chicago these days but orig- originally from the Montreal area he's a uh, commodities trader in Chicago making his well tech sports car championship debut this weekend with RV motorsports in number four Ligier
3: lucky fella uh, much envy the metallic green of Anthony Mantella in the Duquesne coming to the end of the straight looking brilliant in the sunshine with the darker hindquarters and the uh, pinstripe of the maple leaf on the back of the car leaving us with no doubt where he's uh, roots lie. Robinson goes quicker Barely, Jeremy, a 9.46 this time. He sh- he's sharpening <laughs> a razor blade here, isn't he, at the front of the field?
0: Goodness gracious, yeah. It was a, a 12.970, then a 9.60, now a 9.46 for Gar Robinson. So three really good laps there compared to everybody else. Ori Fadani uh, also, uh, no, he hasn't improved, not quite, last time around. But, uh, yeah, three really good laps from Gar Robinson. He's... Uh, Showing us that the same sort of form he had here to win the pole position uh, last season.
3: So coming into the last six and a half minutes. And so far, everybody has stayed away from each other. Guard just heading up to turn eight at the moment into the S's. Uh, behind him, he's got Ori Fadani. So the two leading cars coming through into turn and through it now across the start-finish line for Gar and a 13-1 so that was a slower lap Ori Fadani a 13-5 so maybe just a slow down lap meantime Antoine Camus for Ave Motorsports in the red, white and black number four car comes to the end of his lap and heads across the line 14.2 he has, 14.4 it was. Ari Beilock improved all last time around for Junior 3 as we've got some of the LMDH cars, the GTP cars coming onto the pit lane. Stay with us for that. You do not want to miss <laughs> this. You do not. IMSA.TV, imsaradio.com. Click the top left hamburger and live video wherever you are, either here in the States or further afield weathertech sports car championship qualifying is free in sound and vision five minutes to go and you do not want to miss the 20 minutes of qualifying with a potential tyre change as well with new michelin tyres being slapped on halfway through for the gtps and their first visit here don't miss it into the pit lane First of the cars to blink is our fastest car. The provisional pole sitter of Gar Robinson says, that's it, a 12.9 is what I've got. I'm sticking on that, if you will, in the gamble at the the pontoon table of of qualification here, Jeremy.
0: (laughs) Absolutely right, and that's a really good lap. I mean, look, to put things into perspective for Gar, uh, it's a couple of tenths quicker than he managed last year to win the pole position for this race. And it's uh, it's just about four tenths less than four tenths away from Garrett Grist's fastest lap of the race last year. Garrett, of course, a pro driver, originally from Whitby, Ontario, just just down the road from here. Um, So got a lot of lot of experience around here. He's super fast. He has set the uh, fastest lap in 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 practice here this weekend uh, in the 11s. Uh, which is way faster than his wow. old lap r- record but still that's a, a stout effort from Gar and uh, it look it's looking increasingly likely it'll be another pole position for the uh, Texan in that car number 74 that is always the car to beat here and that yeah. we be pole number four for Gar.
3: Wow you mentioned Whitby there and um Immediately, my oh, he's from
0: Grimsby. Sorry, he's from Grimsby. Oh,
3: Grimsby, even I so.
0: Always, I always get that, I always say that wrong. I'm so sorry.
3: No, it, it, it matters not because all it got, oh, me it does. Thinking, well, it Well, not in the, the context, aura. well, it, it, it matters not in the context is what I was about to say because Grimsby <laughs> and Whitby both have good fish and chip shops here in the UK, <laughs> and it's Saturday night here in the UK, and I'm thinking, ooh. You mentioned whitby I thought, oh, fish and chips. That was the first thing that came, and it didn't change when you mentioned Grimsby. In all, in all fairness, uh, a lot of place names uh, around Canadian time Motorsport Park uh, that uh, are um, that, that ring bells with us from the the UK. There's a Sunderland up there as well, of course, which is my hometown. Uh, so top two in the pit lane. Still the other four cars running and Ari Berlog improved again last time around to a 13.8. Needs to find about another tenth of a second to swap sides on the second row. But at the moment, it's Ligier and Duquesne. Gar Robinson for Riley and Ore Fadani for AWA. What a journey it's been for Ore Fadani, Jeremy. Really building his confidence and his experience Coming up through the ranks here at IMSA, not an easy thing to do, and it's got to be managed in the, the right way. And Ori now showing what's, uh, what experience and confidence can do for you.
0: That's right, and uh, you know, he, he obviously has a, a special affinity for this track with the family involvement in that ownership group. Spent a lot of time up here, uh, and uh, as you say, he's gaining experience. He was, you know, he struggled. I think it's, it's fair to say when he first started in these cars, but he's getting quicker and quicker. And you know, Anthony Mantella, has, uh, his teammate here at AWA, number 17 car, has got a pretty good amount of experience in all sorts of different cars. And Ori has out-qualified him here by, by three-tenths of a second, at least at the moment, with still how long to go? Uh, 90 a minute seconds. and a half remaining, yeah, yeah, so not very much. But uh, yeah, no, they'll, uh, that's a good effort by Ori Fadani, no question.
3: So down to the last minute or so of the session. Uh, Gar Robinson having pulled in after completing seven lap. Ori Fadani eight. There is a part of me that likes to see what Ori's done there because whether the team called him in or whether he said, do you know what? I've done as well as I can. That's pretty smart because trying too hard in these sessions with a race tomorrow Um, you do not want to ball the car up into the wall and uh, we've all done it Um, just ran the tyres a little bit too far, thought we were doing worse than we were and tried a little bit too hard and he's not done that so fair play to him for that, top three out of the top four are in as Antti Mantella for AWA comes in and Ari Beilogh goes up into third position with a 13-9. So he has swapped sides on the second row, Jeremy, and he needs two and a half more tenths to get on the front row.
0: Yeah, and uh, he'll get, I think this will probably be, yeah, is that the head, last you know, lap? Yeah, I think it will be his last lap, won't he? But uh, yeah, and, and hats off to Ari here. I mean, he had a, a an accident two weeks ago at Watkins Glen, didn't take part in a race there uh, because of that incident. Um, but uh, this is a really good bounce back uh, by Ari here to be uh, third fastest, splitting those two AWA cars with uh, what by, is by far his best lap of the weekend so far. Uh, hats off to Ari Balog in car number 30.
3: It's really hard. It is a skill to switch on tyres straight away. It's one that I've never had, and therefore my last lap in qualifying is normally my quickest are he close to his best at the end a couple of tenths away but will start in p3 that is I, i'm very impressed with that the checkered flag comes out and so the 74 ranch resort riley run legier ahead of a duquesne on the front row by half a second and gar robinson is heading down to you Sheer adam at the end of pit lane another good performance by gar
2: only his fourth pole. Hard to believe that uh, Gar Robinson has only won the pole position three times prior to today. And this has been one of those tracks that he has not yet found success at. His best finish here is actually 11th. And that was in GTD back in 2019. So for Gar, he wants something a little bit more. I know he didn't have last year. He would have had a better finish uh, if he had actually finished the race. But that one was not with Felipe Fraga. Now they're reunited once again for this weekend. Two guys who are darn well best friends. Gar gives a big burst of the engine to celebrate as he comes into a spot, he's going to be a very happy guy. But yeah, Felipe's actually getting married fairly soon. Gar going all the way down to Brazil for a day to be a part of the wedding party. Oh, he's so happy. He's pumping his fists. He's celebrating inside the cockpit of the car, trying to get completely detangled before he can pull himself out. There we go. The man who's won every major endurance race in North America now claims pole position at one of the most intimidating tracks in North America. And Gar, you did it. Pull at CTMP. What's this feeling? Well, I'm a really big roller coaster fan, and this is probably one of the best roller coasters
4: uh, ever made. So the uh, excitement here is awesome. I mean, it's this track is unlike anything else, and Felipe's having a fantastic
5: time, too, this week. Uh, He's saying that this is one of his favorite tracks around the world, and uh,
4: that song, that's like with Bathurst and everything like that, too. But, now we're uh, having, a, I guess, Our first earned pole this year. I guess we got the pole last week, but it wasn't really earned. But uh, no, this one's definitely sweet, and uh, we're we're excited to be on front. And uh, but it's still a long race, and we just have to uh, see how it all goes. Best
2: place to start from, though. Congrats. Yeah, this is uh, one of our one of the ones in the collection I don't have yet. So we're gonna try our best. And hey, man, you gotta go to Canada's Wonderland if you like roller coasters. That's just up the highway. (laughs) 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 I didn't think that was gonna be so
3: hard to twist his arm. (laughs) <laughs> no, absolutely, Shea Adam down with Gar Robinson on pole position down at the end of pit lane and great, Jeremy, to see how much that young man enjoys his motor racing and enjoys the competition.
0: Brilliant, isn't it? Yeah, I mean, uh, he's thrilled to be here, loves the challenge this place presents and uh, been on a pole here before, but as Shea uh, was saying, not had the the results uh, uh, that leads that. Uh, deserves and, and desires. Uh, he ended up, even with the uh, D- D- DNF last year, ended up with fifth place points, but uh, didn't see the chequered flag, you're right. So he wants to set that straight first of all, see the chequered flag, and then go for that victory tomorrow afternoon.
3: So the only car in the, the uh, 72 second mark, the one minute 12 mark, barely but enough, one twelve point nine four six was that Riley or Afidani? Half a second, four tenths actually, behind. Uh, let's not over egg the pudding there. 1.13.3, z- uh, Two tenths ahead of the second row of Ari Berlog. What a run for Junior 3 Racing in the uh, second of the Leisure. So Leisure Duquesne, Leisure Duquesne with Anthony Mantella in the second of the AWA cars in fourth position. Those top four separated by three quarters of a second. That's probably a car and a half's length across the line, if that, to be honest. Uh, Antoine Camus had his best lap uh, on his last lap, a 13.8, good enough for fifth position. Uh, and Lance Wilsey for Sean Creech Motorsport in sixth position. So that's your top six qualifiers for... LMP3, and that's it. Thanks very much, and we'll wave goodbye to... You. Oh, what am I saying? Of course not. We are ready <laughs> for something that is going to be, I think, quite extraordinary around here. So when I say take a deep breath, because it might be the last time you get to take one for 20 minutes, I'm not kidding. Um, as the GTP cars are ready to go for the first time in, uh, in this current iteration of rules and formula for gtp around here the dpi's were brilliant around here and got within a tenth or so of the uh, audi r10 tdi's race lap record 105.8 to 105.9 in terms of racing now these cars we'll see next are nowhere near as far through their development but i'm excited to see what they can do they'll be super quick down the tubes and Sheer adam is down in the pit lane to give us our qualifiers for the gtp field cheer what you got
2: all right for the acura armament we have for meyerschenk racing the guy who put it on pole last year and set the fastest up in the race tom blongfest for Wayne Taylor Racing with Andretti Autosport, that would be the number 10 Conic Minolta Acura. That is one Mr. Ricky Taylor, two times a pole sitter here in the past. Uh, let's go for JDC next. That is going to be Rocky, his best finish at this track coming in 2005 in the American Le Mans series. So it's been a minute since he's been unleashed here, like he will properly be in qualifying once a green flag flies. Up next, would you like Cadillacs, Porsches, BMWs? Which one, John? Cadillacs. Cadillac Cavalry involves Sebastian Bourdais in the 01 for Cadillac Racing, Chip Ganassi, and for the other car, that would be the 31 IN Engineering. Take half a step back. Durani is behind the wheel of the red machine. We go to, I'm going to say BMW next, because let's step away from red for a second. In BMW, we've got Nick Yellley, who we heard from earlier, very much enjoying this track. He is going to be behind the wheel of the number 25 BMW M Team RLL, and the sister car will have Augusta Farfus, rookie to this track. For both of those drivers. Hard to believe that neither of them have been to this great institute before. Uh, That is the sound of Blankfest firing up his actor in the back row, by the way. And last but certainly not least, for Porsche Penske Motorsport in the number six, which I saw with duct tape over the brake ducts. Interesting uh, combination there, but they are taking every bit of arrow that they can possibly give to Matthew Jaminet to try and give him an advantage. Let's see if it works. They did not do the same on the seven, but Felipe Nasser with a different strategy than his sister car. Let's see which one goes faster.
3: Very interesting, thank you. Uh, and Jeremy, we talked about momentum. Nick Yellowly uh, coming back from Winning the Crowd Strike Twenty Four Hours of Spa uh, just a week ago, different machinery, but confidence is a is a remarkable thing.
0: It is, isn't it? And uh, yeah, it's, it is amazing. You know, the only one of the four BMW uh, Team RLL drivers who's been here before is Di Filippi. Uh, so the others are a very steep learning curve. They've spent some time on the simulator to prepare for here, uh, and. Uh, as you say, uh, Yelley oh, and Eng—they were part of that uh, mm. Spa 24 Hours victory, weren't they? Yeah. So, uh, you know, again, riding that crest of uh, of confidence, perhaps, and and certainly, you know, we we heard from Nick earlier on today, uh, and uh, he's he's loving the challenge that Canadian Time Sport Park presents.
3: Uh, lazy spin coming out of Moss Corner earlier today for the 01 Cadillac. Jeremy, no damage to that, but. A bit of an odd one, uh, and Sebastian Baudet is in that car, ready to go. By his own um, admission, he's he's found it a little bit difficult to get used, particularly to the brake by wire. But he's not he's not shirking from that challenge.
0: It's not easy at all. It's great, uh, really good attitude he's had this season. Uh, and you know that the the, uh, the problem at Long Beach was under braking for sure this one just seemed to be as he got on the power The car just sort of lazy spin as you suggest there and uh, coming out of turn five this morning uh, on, on an out lap uh, And it just shows again how difficult it is to get these tires up to temperature yes. here There it's a harder tire than we've used in the past for the IMSA WeatherTech sports car championship from Michelin It's more durable uh, And more environmentally conscious as well, uh, but it's certainly a, a, it, it, presents major problems for the drivers. It, it's really tricky to get these tires up to speed. And it was another six or seven laps before Sebastian finally nailed it on his final lap in this morning's practice session to to jump his way up into the fourth position. Head was splitting the two Porsches. So uh, let's see what he can do here this afternoon.
3: Let us make no bones at all about this. These GTP cars, are as we go green uh, are proper race cars they are tricky race cars to drive particularly on cold tires no tire warmers here by the way not passing any comment just fyi and these are complicated race cars anyone who thinks that these are dumbed down lmp1 cars from a few years ago or that they are just in inverted commas in quotation marks an lmp2 chassis with a bit of bodywork on you're wrong These cars are extremely impressive race cars in their own right. We have the manufacturers able to influence the engine, the configuration, um, and also the styling of the cars. And more importantly, there's a heck of a lot, Jeremy, going on under the skin and behind the scenes with the software that controls... I accept that it is a standard, a spec, um, battery pack, and hybrid. But far from that, as far as the as the software, the control software, to bring the internal combustion engine, the hybrid, the uh, brake-by-wire systems, those are all going on, still being developed behind the scenes, at some pace as well by all of the manufacturers here.
0: You're right. I mean, these are very uh, complicated, sophisticated race cars. And it's fair to say, I think going into the first race of the season at Daytona, the Rolex 24, uh, there was a lot of trepidation amongst the GTP field as to how many problems were they going to have. And remarkably, uh, there were very few problems technically during that opening race of the season. I mean, it was against everybody's expectations, I think. Uh, and since then, you know, as you say, there's been a lot of development, that more understanding as well. That's, that's probably the biggest thing, yes. because th- this, it, everything is completely different to the what has been run previously by these teams in this championship. So it's a steep learning curve for everybody involved on the technical side, uh, and they've, uh, they've really done an excellent job to progress things, maintain a pretty good level of reliability, cool. Uh, and, uh, and, and particularly considering as you say how, how new these cars are so it's been a remarkable season so far and yeah these cars are are, are faster uh, then ultimately at the moment not quite as quick as the old uh, DP, DPI cars but it speak to any of these drivers and they love the challenge that these cars present
3: not quite as quick yet I have a feeling there will be one car not out Oh just going out of the pit lane now the 01 Cadillac. Shea Adam has an update on Sebastian with mount for this session.
2: Sebastian actually left the pit lane, did a sighting lap, scuffed in a set of tires, and then came back out for the tires that he can actually go to qualify on. But now the Chip Ganassi crew putting another set of tires up on the wall. So it looks like Bourdais will scuff in three sets of tires. Remember, three are allowed for the GTP cars during the course of qualifying and the race. He is effectively scuffing in tires for tomorrow's race. And then this. Third set, which confusingly has a number four on it, that will be the set that he uses to try and set a fast lap. JDC is now in with Mike Rockenfeller. They are putting a second set of tires on the car as well. He scuffed one in. The other car to do that was the 25 BMW. Nick Yellily went out, did a lap, came back and swapped out the tires. And now he's sitting patiently in his pit box, but we still have yet to see movement from Matthew Jaminet. He still sits patiently in his box as the sister car in the number seven. Just blast by me on the track.
3: So let's wait to see how they go straight back into the pit lane for the 0-1, the gold-fronted Cadillac of Sebastian Bourdais, as Ricky Taylor starts to pick up the pace. Don't expect these cars to go flat out straight away. These tyres are meant to do at least two stints and therefore they need to be treated with uh, respect uh, and <laughs> Brought in gently, and uh, you'll see this in the race tomorrow as well for the Chevrolet Grand Prix here at CTMP, because you do not want to over um, put too much uh, energy into them to start with, because they will they they don't like that, Jeremy. They've got to be looked after early on, and, and there has to be, as I said, a little bit of respect and a little bit of care bringing these tyres up.
0: Yeah, absolutely right, John. And that zero-one one car just came into the pits again for a change of tyres, so I think they're scrubbing it. They're only allowed three sets of tyres from the beginning of this qualifying session till the end of the race tomorrow. They have six, six sets to use during the weekend, but only three sets from qualifying uh, to, took over qualifying and the race, so uh, the uh, the zero one team going out there right away. Scrub both of those sets of tires for tomorrow's race, and now on the third set, uh, they'll uh, he, he'll probably go he'll go for his qualifying times.
3: Jeremy Shaw and John Hindolf in the global booth, with uh, and we should say thank you by the way to. Our colleagues at NASCAR Productions, as ever, both at Charlotte and Trackside, making sure that we can see all the way around the circuit and bring you our coverage this weekend. Shea Adam in the pit lane is on site. We, like our commentary colleagues from NBC, are remote from the circuit and enjoying the pictures that you are seeing around the world. If you're Trackside, you've got the best seat in the house and we are somewhat mm-hmm. envious of you yes. this weekend great circuit old school circuit love getting out into the far reaches on the golf cart and watching the early sessions when we were allowed to do such things 13 and a half minutes to go and we're starting to see the times come down a little bit and no surprises to me that people durani is leading the way jeremy Shaw with the wheel and cadillac number 31
0: no, and that is the fastest lap by a Cadillac uh, yet this week. Uh, it, it, this morning's session, he did a qualifying simulation. Uh, he ended up only seventh fastest this morning, at 107.1. Uh, this afternoon, he's turned at 106.5, and now bringing that car into the pit lane just around about halfway through this session. So uh, it's a good lap to, you know, laid down by people. He's fastest at the moment by less than a couple of tenths over Ricky Taylor in the Acura car number 10.
3: new tyres for the number 10 car, Ricky Taylor now normally in the qualifying session uh, excuse me, for people in the pit lane, the 31 Wheeland car normally touching the car in a qualifying session would disqualify Taylor's all your here. Yeah. as here comes the Conic and car across the line and Jeremy you've nailed it there, One 7.34, three quarters of a second for Ricky Taylor and the Wayne Taylor racing with Andretti Autosport Run, Cunningham and Alta, Acura. Acura love this place, Jeremy. Yeah.
0: yeah, they do. And it's interesting, isn't it? I mean, they've always gone well here, Acuras, but it's a completely different uh, uh, mindset in terms of the development of this car compared to the previous chassis that ran in, D- in DPI. Uh, and uh, we haven't sort of seen the same sort of dominance they had on this sort of track as, as was the case in the past but uh, it certainly suits it this weekend and uh, ricky taylor was fastest uh, this morning at a 105.870 now goes quicker than that a 105.734 that is the benchmark to beat with what have we got seven minutes remaining
3: uh no, a bit more than that, 11 m- minutes still remaining. Uh, oh, don't forget, okay. it's a 20 minute session.
0: Oh, yeah, yeah, oh, right, of
3: course it is. Yeah, reset, reset your stopwatch there, Jeremy. Yep, Come on, yep, yep. They they yep. thank you.
0: Good, 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 good. <laughs> good. But what, what, what was interesting to me that Piper Durrani, you know, he did five or uh, three, let's say, quick laps there in addition to two more on that first set of tyres. Whereas the Cadillac team, they just did one uh, in and out, I think, I, I believe on two different sets of tires. Uh, and now uh, Sebastian Bourdais is he back out again.
3: Uh, um. Waiting to see for I- in the pit lane at the moment. Uh, just left Bourdais. Okay, yeah. Cool. And cool. he is just coming over the top of turn two at the moment. Hello to Michael Wallace, who's listening to us at the circuits, as many of you are. A little bit of high cloud, what I always call Simpsons cloud at the minute. Um, you, you know what I'm talking about by that. It's not holding the track temperature down too much. 31 Celsius at the moment. That's uh, 88 Fahrenheit, 77 Fahrenheit, 25 in the air. As Ricky Taylor holds Swear then by three quarters of a second, but not for long as Blongfist, Tom Blongfist, goes to the top. It's an accurate 1 2 105 6 5 3, 0.81 of a second between the two acquirers now we're talking jeremy and, and, yeah, and neither of the acquirers by the way have been into the pits for the second set of tires yet
0: yeah, isn't that interesting isn't that interesting yes and uh, that's a, a good uh, more than a half a second that blunkus has found this afternoon compared to his morning uh, best which was a, a 106.1 uh, this morning which was still good enough for second position then but uh, he was a, a, two and a half tenths behind Ricky Taylor, but he's turned the tables at the moment, but there's still plenty of time remaining in, in this session. And the, the only GTP cars yet to set a qualifying time is Sebastian Bourdais. Still, Although, uh, Jaminet hasn't turned a representative time either. Yes. Uh, and he, he's only completed, th- we well, just completed his fourth lap. So he went out a good bit after everybody else uh, and he has not yet come back into the pits either in that car number six. We heard Shay talk about the different strategies that the two Porsche Penske cars were apparently taking going into this qualifying session.
3: It's Jeremy Shaw with me, John Heindorf in the global broadcast centre. Shea Adam on site at CTMP bringing you this live coverage from WeatherTech Sports Car Championship full coverage including our Michelin countdown to green, Porsche Keys to the race tomorrow. We'll have our VP racing in race updates, as well as our full coverage for you. But still to come the day, of course, we have the Michelin Pilot Challenge live in sound and vision. For those of you outside the US, comes flag to flag, no subscription for you. If you are in the U.S. and you're moving around, then IMSAradio.com. You can listen to us with no charge. Part of our commitment to For The Fans here on IMSA Radio, as it has always been since the days of the American Le Mans series, bringing you the democracy of Radio to the sports car community around the world on a very busy motorsport weekend. Thanks for spending your time with us. So now let's see who dives to the pit lane. Cars who've not yet pitted. Jamine who's now put in a decent-ish time in the Porsche. Nick Yellerly in the 25 BMW. He's not pitted. Philippe Nasa in the 7 Porsche. That's the one with the black stripes across the top of Durrani's the car. Time. Durrani improves but stays third he has mm. stopped. Bordier's yeah, been down it? the pit lane twice uh, and we've still not had either of the accuracy in. I wonder Jeremy whether they're going to try and do this session on one set of tyres.
0: Really interesting isn't it and uh, that was uh, Sebastian Bordier jumped into fourth on his first representative lap Uh, as a 106.7, as you say, Piper Durrani did improve last time around, 105.829, so uh, within two tenths of a second of Blomqvist's quickest time at the moment, as he now brings another 60 car into the pit lane. But for Durrani, he was purple in sectors two and three, but he lost four tenths of a second through that first sector, which is only, it's less than 20 seconds, but he lost a lot of time compared to the two Acuras.
3: That is a lot. Shea Adam is watching what's going on. Shea, what is going on in the pit lane for the two Acuras?
2: Nothing. Whole lot of nothing. They are both <laughs> now in their pit boxes. No work going on. No tires up on the wall. They are just sitting there having thrown down the gauntlet and saying to everyone else, all right, can catch us. It's a dangerous thing when Sebastian Bourdais is still working his way up to a good lap, though.
3: Durrani's pitted as well. Um, okay, you're allowed... Uh, you're allowed to change time are you allowed uh, Tim Horton's coffee and some Timbits while you're waiting share that is the question does it say that in the SSRs I'm not sure
2: it, it does not say that you're not allowed in the SSR uh, so I would say it's perfect weather for an ice cap and a large one made with the ch- well no I'll just go for the original with the cream um, Pete Ronnie has been lured in you mentioned ice cap so of course he does appear
3: well I'm keeping going at the moment with some sacred iced coffee back here in the UK and they've got 20% off in uh, North America and in the UK with the code Le Mans 20 at the moment Tubbs and the rest of the team at Sacred Coffee making sure that uh, we are on our game here at IMSA Radio and across RSL don't know what I would have done with them, uh, without them last weekend at the Le Mans Classic actually uh, with them, we had one of their machines and some of the capsules as well whether it's uh, beans capsules uh, or any of your needs for tea and coffee that uh, sacred cafe is the place to be lemon 20 will give you 20 percent off uh, in the us or in europe so is with lifted off there? i think he has jeremy yeah
0: maybe he he he, he did improve last time around uh, but not his position uh, one s- one minute six point two six six last time for uh, Baudet. Still, he's losing a lot of time through that first sector compared, well, compared only to the two Acuras, um, because uh, the uh, the two Cadillacs they're, they're doing sort of nineteen and a half seconds through that first sector, but whereas the is nineteen point one. They've got everybody well handled through those first couple of corners because the the first split is. Uh, it's in the middle of turn three isn't it mm. so it turns one two and and most of three is the first sector three very quick corners
3: oh, very quick indeed a um, sh- little bit of a note here for Mike Rockenfeller. I, ch- <laughs> I, uh, I had a long chat check shall I try do that in English uh, had a long chat with Rocky um, at Le Mans when he was uh, Involved in that phenomenal project of the uh, NASCAR Cup car, and he um, was absolutely delighted with how things were going for JDC and their Porsche 963. And that car going around again, all right, it's not at the front of the field, Jeremy but it's ahead of one of the works cars by nearly four tenths of a second. So you've got to say, they're not doing a bad job here.
0: They're doing a fantastic job. I completely agree with you, a really impressive. I mean, you yeah, know, Mike Rockefeller, he's less than a tenth of a second behind, well, the two BMWs, because they're, they're covered by nothing at all, Point zero four between the two BMWs. Then Rocky uh, uh, has turned a uh, 106.946, excuse me, one hundred nine. 106 946 for Rocky. And you say Matthew Jamine doesn't seem yet. He, ju- he just went personal best in the final sector on his last lap in carnival six, but he's still languishing oh, three a, almost four tenths behind Mike Rockenfeller in that ninth position in GTP. That's car Number six. A good lap now. He's coming through turn one. What was his last sector time? Final sector time was slow. Okay, so he gave up that last lap. Let's see what he can do now coming through turn two around through. could be coming to the first sector now oh. Let's see what it is squealer squeal of tires, of. tires there which no. you don't
3: normally hear on slick tires so he's on no. the ragged That's edge slow. Jeremy.
0: yeah that, but it's slow it's, it's it's over 20 seconds through that first sector uh and uh the quick guys are all mid-19s at best uh 19-1 for the two Acuras but 19.45 for for most other guys, so 20.0 it was for Jaminé on that lap.
3: Still action to come later on today on IMSA Radio and IMSA TV as we have two hours of excitement for you with the Michelin Pilot Challenge as the number six peels off and Mathieu Jaminé is the last of the GTPs into the pit lane.
0: Can we go back to 15 minutes, please? <laughs> <laughs>
3: We've
0: got a minute and a half remaining and uh, all the cars in the pits. I think it's fair as well. Yeah, they're done now because there, there isn't time to get out uh, around and start another flying lap. So, yeah, let's go back to 15 minutes. But look, you know, that was a tremendous uh, qualifying session again and great speed there. Tom Blomquist, wow, that's a tremendous effort for, for, uh, for Tom. Uh, he is the, uh, the track rock record holder here last year, it was a 104.394, I think I misspoke earlier on, uh, the average speed though, 137 miles an hour, not quite as quick as the outright pole time here, which was Dindo Capello in the Audi R10 TDI 1040 back in 2008. And as you were talking about earlier on, John, they had mega horsepower and ridiculous and, and, amounts of money. Yeah, and they were to able cars.
3: to turn those cars up in qualifying, which you yeah. can't really do now. You can you can trim them out. You can put as little fuel in as possible. What you can't do is turn up the turbo, but uh, you know, we said before, same era R10 TDI lap record in the race is a 105.8. And, and yeah. that is still, you know, to me, that is more comparable that we are, you know, right there with a 105.8 for the outright, la- for the, sorry, for the lap record for, for racing. And there we are with a 105.6 in yeah. this in this session. That tells yeah. you all you need to know, Jeremy, as far as I'm concerned
0: absolutely right john i completely agree with you i mean your f- first time out with these cars at this track uh, yeah some of the teams have been doing some testing here they've certainly done a fair b- amount of simulations but uh yeah putting their money where their mouths are today and qualifying that's a, that was a really exciting session uh, and hats off to the accuracy they've certainly got a really good car this weekend through those first two or three corners it's particularly good uh, and uh, the, the the rest of the lap, it's 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 good enough, uh, and they come away with uh, first and second on the grid, and the All-Accurate mm. team will be absolutely thrilled with that.
3: Hello to Brandon Graskia. I hope I said that right. Brandon was meant to be at the track today, but the car didn't start, so he uh, he went uh, he went back to bed and tuned into IMSA radio, and to the video. Brandon, uh, better luck tomorrow. Get it on charge. You'll want to see what is going on tomorrow. And to David Lister, the exceptionally talented photographer in Middlesbrough, here in the UK, tuning in from uh, the River Tees, the banks of the River Tees, always enjoyed the trips to CTMT. Still my favourite smoggy, Dave Lister, uh, and that includes Sunderland's manager, Tony Moabray. So I'm, I'm giving you great praise there, David. Hope you're well, Dave I haven't seen you for too long uh, next time I'm heading up north I'll, uh, I'll pop in for a cup of coffee and, uh, and a whinge and a moan about the old days because we all <laughs> we all do that don't we so we have a pool sitter for the Chevrolet Grand Prix Here Adam has Tom Blomqvist he's making a bit of a habit of this year
2: i got a bit of deja vu, honestly, John, because it was this very situation a year ago where all of a sudden Tom Blomqvist put the car on pole, put it there quite commandingly, as uh, clearly Ricky Taylor wants an interview as he's revving up that Acura to try and give us a, a feel of what Acura sounds like around here, because it is the Chevrolet Sports Car Grand Prix for tomorrow, but it's not the bow tie on pole. Uh, it is indeed an Acura, and for Tom Blomqvist, his fifth career pole including the one here last year which uh, it started out pretty well although he did bring the car home second last year well he didn't he started it ollie jarvis brought it home second let's see if maybe colin brown his co-driver with five wins can help bring a little bit of luck to the Shank racing team to try and get victory They're still looking for their second win this year and still trying to find their way back into the championship. But John, just before I get Tom, something for us to think about, the point spread between the 60 Acura and the 24 BMW was about 24 points. I think it was 25 points coming into today with qualifying and the Acura taking 35. Where did the 24 qualify? And does this indeed switch them places in the championship? It's just something to uh, keep in the back of our mind. But, oh, I see Mike Shank walking down the pit lane. So before we get Tom, let's get a quick word with the man in the pink shoes. Mike, congratulations. Pole position two years in a row at this place. Yeah. How much harder was it with the new car?
5: Uh, it's been tricky, but uh, everybody at HPD and Acura and our team and the engineers, Tom, of course, all do a great job. We've had a tough year, it's no secret, um, but uh, we've never stopped trying, never stopped digging. We intend to contend for the win tomorrow, which we missed by one position last year. So. Um, Looking forward to it. Just keep impressed with Tom's speed, and I, I, you know, he didn't actually get it all together that lap. I thought he could go a little better, but, and he did too. But that's the great part of it. We got a little margin here and uh, work on the car in the warm up, and uh, be ready to go racing tomorrow.
2: You guys didn't come in and put on different sets of tires, meaning you've got more new tires for the race. How much of an advantage do you think that'll be over competition?
5: Uh, you know, we learned a little lesson out at Laguna this year, and we just want to make sure we're we're, we're tight little tighter maybe and we'll see where it goes but um uh, we think the car's pretty good and look forward to it. and colin braun is just super super fast around this place so we look forward to him finish
2: five wins for him so far at this track good luck making it six thank you thank you that's mike shank uh, man with his name over the door walking down and congratulate his driver tom blongfist putting it on pole once again second year running at ctmp tom it, it feels like deja vu how does it feel for you to be back on pole here
4: yeah i mean i was confident that we could do it um you know the car's been really quick uh, colin's been really really quick to be honest i've struggled with a little bit with the car um then, then colin you know he can he can run it pretty aggressively and uh i haven't been super comfortable with it i mean i'm always confident when it comes to qualifying new tires low fuel um and that grip and exploiting that grip so uh you know, I was confident um, that I could get the job done in qualifying, and you know, thankfully we managed to do so. Although I wasn't particularly happy with the run. You know, the car had more potential. Just was a bit of a messy run for me, but nonetheless, THE pole's a pole, and uh, that's the best you can do. So I got to be happy with that.
2: Is it better to leave a qualifying session knowing there's more on the table, or knowing you extracted every last ounce out of the car?
4: You're always more satisfied when you, uh, you know, when you extract a little bit out of it. I felt like I didn't. Um, more from you know being a little bit messy but you know there's that's the way it goes sometimes and yeah yeah, i definitely put on the table again um and yeah happy to be back here in in pole position last year we didn't win so today uh tomorrow the goal is clearly to uh, finish the job off
2: congrats today good luck tomorrow
4: thank you cheers guys so
3: paul sitter for tomorrow we'll have it for you live and exclusively free here on IMSA Radio and IMSA TV. Well done to Tom Blomqvist and the MSR Acura crew and to Gar Robinson for Riley in the Leisure for taking lmp 3 pull. Jack Hawksworth's on pull for Vasa Sullivan in the Lexus in GTD Pro and Heart of Racing team with Roman De Angelis captured the pole in GTD. They'll all come to the green flag tomorrow. We'll have Michelin countdown to green before that. For she, Jeremy and me, John Heindorf, thanks for now, but more action to come from CTMP with our Saturday main race, the Mission and Pilot Challenge, coming just a bit later on. For now, however, from CTMP, thanks for joining us and bye for now.
0: This programme is a Radio Show Limited production. For
1: more, check
3: IMSAradio.com and subscribe to IMSA Radio wherever you get your podcasts.